episode is brought to you by Duff Beer, the delicious cold frothy beverage straight out of Springfield. This beer has many varieties for people of all kinds like Duff Light, Duff Dark, Duff Zero, and even Duff Champagne. Duff Beer, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. And welcome back. Episode 2 of 2022. This is Universal Nerds. I'm Brian. I'm Jesse. And today is going to be a sort of an experiment episode. Uh, last episode, we did discuss that this episode would be the Nicolas Cage episode, but um, there's still we still need a little more time <laughs> to prepare yeah. for that mm-hmm. one. Which but, I know we've said that every episode that we talk about this, but it's it's gonna come. It's coming this year. Yes, it will next month. I promise. I'm um, saying next month, and we're gonna stick to it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, even if we don't it'd be a two-parter. It's happening. Um, we'll have a special guest for that episode as well. I wish it was Nicolas Cage, but it's not. Um, but today, uh, it's going to be a similar type episode, so that's why it's an experiment. We are dedicating this episode to one particular person and his movies, and today it is one of our favorite uh, directors, Tim Burton. Timmy. Timothy Walter Timmy. Burton. But before we get into what you watched last, I did want to make a special... Uh, note that um, Bob Saget passed away. I just wanted to... We both grew up with Bob Saget. I grew mm-hmm. up with uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh my gosh, and... I remember him as... Uh, I remember that quite. And yeah. then uh, the, he did the voices and then that little mm-hmm. like squirrel Yep, thing. absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Which was, you know, basically fail videos. I mean, they're still popular today. You yeah. know, ridiculousness or Tosh.0 or whatever. Um, he was like the, the first guy to do it that was uh one of my that was like a family thing that we used yeah, to sit down same and here. watch America's was, Funniest Home Videos I believe he used to be like a car salesman or something before he became what he was yeah. and then of course we all know him from Full House yep mm-hmm. Danny Tanner uh and then he uh you know it was kind of expected but surprising as well that he went to the dirty comedy after yeah, that <laughs> I remember him and uh Dumb and Dumber <laughs> shit yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> the shit on the car. The shit on the window. <laughs> that was a great scene. Yeah. Not a great movie, but a great scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't forget his cameo in Half Baked. When they're in the, um, in like the AA meeting, and he's like, I'm here because I'm addicted to marijuana. And Bob Saget gets up. Marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for Coke. Oh. <laughs> you ever suck some dick for marijuana? I didn't think so. <laughs> so I think that I was like remember the, that. That was That's like the funny. first taste of, of Bob Saget and his dirty humor. Now, he wasn't really a comedian per se with his tours. It was more about just shock value, yeah. just telling stories that were just shocking because it's Danny Tanner. Yeah. But I wanted to mention that I, I do own both the movies that he directed. He did direct two movies. Uh, one I've seen a bunch of times, uh, Dirty Work with Norm MacDonald, another person who passed away. Never heard of it. And him and Artie Lang are friends that start a business, uh, Revenge for Hire, where they've always been good at like getting pranking people and getting back at people. So they decide to try to make money off that. Oh, and that's okay. what that's about. And then Bob Saget did another one, which I think people heard of but may have never watched. Farce of the Penguins. He brings back his America's Funniest Home Video days where he just takes basically March of the Penguins, the documentary, yeah. and then does voices for it. And, uh, okay. well, but, but he doesn't do all the voices. He brings in like 50 random celebrities to play all these penguins mm-hmm. in this 
movie. I mean, it's, you know, it I've is. I've heard a, of it. I've never seen it. It's really stupid, yeah. but it's really funny and very dirty. It's uh, narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. He does try to get a lot of his Full House people uh, to say at least one line or two, like John Stamos and Jody Sweeten and stuff. Nice. And, then you see you hear other people like Dane Cook I'm and sure, uh, Lewis Black and uh, what's her face probably didn't do it because it's dirty. Uh, Candace Cameron. Cameron. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> I don't even think the Olsons are in it either. But um, it does it does revolve around Bob Saget's Penguin character, who's this guy that well, this Penguin that wants to you know that treks across Antarctica to find the mate, his mate, and the mate is uh, Christina Applegate, and her friend she's friends with Monique another penguin and then bob saget's friends with lewis black so it's really about those four and their trek across antarctica just like march of the penguins oh gosh lewis black our mechanic looks like lewis black talks like him and everything it's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) but there is some lines and there's one line and i'll always remember it's uh there they talk like they're humans just gossiping because it's all about finding a mate so Christine Applegate's character and Bob Saget's characters are both like hopeless romantics and Monique is like the friend saying you need to get out more you need to go to the clubs you need to do that and Christine Applegate's like oh I don't I don't like the club scene anymore and Monique says yeah neither does the baby seals (laughs) (laughs) that kind of humor so definitely check it out like it's not the best movie, but it is worth the watch to know that Bob Saget directed that I movie. I just got that, and that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's the humor. Oh, it no. is rated R for a reason. I even, like, chuckled, and I'm like, wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, Bob Saget, rest in peace. Yeah. You will be missed. All right, so what did you watch last? Um, I binged the entire series of F is for Family. Oh, I'm so glad I told you about it. Yeah, it's so funny. All five seasons? Yeah, I watched wow. all of them. Well, I mean, there's only like ten and a few and then like eight. Well, I like... was... I'm, I'm surprised. And they're like 20-minute episodes, so it just true. Like flies by. But I'm I'm happy that you liked it that much to binge yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And I'm like... <laughs> In the last episode, and I was like, this can't be the last one. This is the last one. Oh, no. This isn't the last one. <laughs> oh, shit. This is the last one. Yeah, now the, what? The newest season, because that just came out like a month yeah. ago, I felt had more serious issues going on in it and less of the comedy, but the comedy was still there, which was still good. Yeah. No, Kevin is always great. <laughs> He's yeah. so funny. Philip. Did you get to that part? Oh, a person. <laughs> well, I, I don't remember. I guess I have to go back and uh, look because I don't remember that it's, happening. It, I know. And I kept I, watching out for it, but I must have missed it. It's when him and uh, the, the the his friend, the, the son, I forget his name, Frank's youngest son. Uh, when they Bill. So, Bill, yeah, when they kind of stopped being friends, like he... Bill pissed him off, or Bill got pissed at him, or whatever. Oh, it's, it's is it? Is that. it when he started dating that girl? The I think so. Somewhere yeah, around Jimmy's there. Jimmy's sister. Dude, she's that's, crazy. That's <laughs> when they stopped being friends. Because and then he added them to his murder book. I don't want to be friends anymore. <laughs> he just feels so bad. You, you for know him. what? You, you uh, know his what? Brother. This is out of context. If you can't, if you've never seen the show, but I, we both highly recommend watching the show. It's very yeah, funny. It's, it's on Netflix. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I didn't. Even, I forgot to mention it on favorites of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm mentioning it now. Anyways, so is that that about it? 
Um, and then I started watching some Marvel movies. I watched Avengers and MCU. Iron Man 3 and, um, and then I'm in the middle of Thor Dark World right now, but... Mm-hmm. Unpopular choice, but you know it's watching it's them still in chronological good. order. Chronological order. But so, I missed um, Captain Marvel because I wanted to make sure I paid attention to that. Because last time I watched it, I, I was a little tipsy and it was really late at night. So, well, on our last episodes, maybe that's a good thing. Remember? Yeah, you yeah, seem yeah, to yeah. enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Nah, no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it was terrible. It's just no, no, I get it. <laughs> it's just when I happened to watch it, and yeah, I don't remember like. And like a lot of it, like ninety percent of it, I don't remember. The nineties. Ninety percent of the nineties. So what's next after Thor: Dark World? Um, is, it Ca- is it Captain America? Captain America. Winter Soldier. That's yeah. my favorite. I think so. Good, good. Uh, I do, I do want to revisit the MCU sometime, and I do, I would like to make an episode on the MCU, but there's so many. So many yeah. podcasts and shows and YouTube channels that dedicate themselves to the MCU, plus it's still ongoing, so it's... But we should probably do it soon before they have, like, 50 things under Right, them. yeah. <laughs> I gotta catch up first, because there's just, some that I have not watched. I haven't watched a couple of the new shows. Right, so, so I, maybe we just focus on the movies and just leave the Disney Plus shows as no, a separate... Part okay, that's fine. part of it. Well, then I have to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I've never seen complete. that show. Okay, we can leave that <laughs> out. Agent Carter, I haven't seen that okay, show we either. can leave those out, okay, because I'm not going to watch those either. But <laughs> I hear they got some things, I mean, other than Coulson. Anyway. Oh, Bill. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's on the show. No, I know. So, yeah. Really watched him die in Avengers. It was but sad. Even he didn't, but... But, you know, he did it to save, save the world. That movie is like... Now, like, almost 10 years old. I know. <laughs> okay, anyway. But yeah. So that's so what just, you got? That's just, yeah. Other than that, not... Oh, I watched Antlers! Oh, you did? I yeah, forgot! I brought, we watched yeah, that! I brought Antlers over, and... Because I said that on the last episode. I'm yeah. bringing Antlers mm-hmm. over, and we can watch it, and we did. And we, we watched did. it. And did you like it? Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was kind of freaky. Well, it was sad. a lot. It was, Oh, gosh, it was heartbreaking and yeah. heart-wrenching, but... There were some parts that were just so creepy, and I wasn't expected mm-hmm. to be so creeped out. <laughs> they did a good job with the uh, makeup of the creature. Yeah. Like I said, I've always loved creature features, and anytime there's a creature that I haven't seen before, although you said, and it does, uh, at one point it kind of reminded you of uh, Krampus. Yeah. Bit, without any spoilers. Right, but exactly. But y- if you, you get see to that it, scene, you'll know yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um but he was cool looking. He was freaky. It does. It does take itself serious. The movie. Um, the characters. They. They. Feel real. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel really bad it's for dynamic, the boys yeah. and. Just, oh my gosh! That poor uh, Lucas. And it deals with a lot of the real life um, things, uh, abuses like substance abuse and sexual abuse and drug. Well, that is substance, but it pulls out your heartstrings. It does for a creature feature movie, (laughs) so I think that's why I liked it because it wasn't they weren't just you know typical dumb victims in a monster movie. Although there were some dumb people making dumb decisions, but that's okay. That's that was a given. You need to have that. Yeah. Um. 
I oh, yeah. watched uh, two things. Uh, first, I watched the first three episodes of Peacemaker on HBO Max, which is the direct follow-up to the Suicide Squad that came out last year with John Cena. And as I've said before uh, in other episodes, I think John Cena is hilarious. He's got a knack for comedy. Mm-hmm. Say what you will about his action movies, whatever, or as a wrestler, but I think he has found something in comedy. He is cheesy, of course, because he's a big, like, muscle guy. You right. Know, trying but he to does be it funny. Well. He does. Um, yeah. And this, if you liked his character in Suicide Squad, you'll like this show. It, Yes, it is very corny, and he's over the top, but he's exactly that character and they just give him a little more to do yeah um this happens before this is after after? this is right after because at the i can spoil suicide squad now because it's been a while since it came out six months give or take okay well knowing that his that he's in this well knowing that he's in the show you know that he survived suicide squad so yeah but at the end credits of the first suicide squad you see that he lived because he's in the hospital right so the first episode takes place right there and he and like the beginning of the episode recaps scenes from the movie so it just blends right into it plus james gunn uh does the the show so it still has that same style uh, it's very funny. It's ridiculous, but it it's great. I can't wait for more episodes. So there's three episodes already available. How many? Uh, about are there forty be? minutes a piece. Oh, okay. So, so good chunk. Good chunk. I'm not sure how many episodes for the season. I'm. Hmm. This is my first uh, HBO Max original show. So, but uh, they they bring in some other characters as well. There's a couple of side characters that work for Amanda Waller that that are in this show. Um, especially the guy that, I forget his name, uh, he was in Suicide Squad, but he actually played King Shark. He was the guy in the green suit walking oh, okay. around, mm-hmm. but not the voice, obviously. But So they give him more of a character and then one of the other girls in it. And then they give Peacemaker a sidekick, who's in the commercials. A lot of people say he's like which, Deadpool because of his attitude and the way he talks, but he's he's pretty funny. Which the guy who plays King Shark, or not, you know, not voices him, but uh, isn't he... In- He's like that computer yeah, guy. Yeah, he's the computer right? guy. So he's yeah. he's the tech guy in this too. Oh, so. okay. But yeah, no, I, I recommend it. Yeah. But only if you really like Suicide Squad. If you hated that movie, you might not like yeah, this there's, show. There's only going to be eight episodes. So it's only five Still pretty good though for 40 minutes. Right. It's longer I mean, than a Disney Marvel show. So well, those I are six some, episodes. I know. Well, that's true. I thought some were eight. A WandaVision was eight, but those were only 30 yeah. minutes, if that. I'll take it. Right. I forgot. Now that you mentioned HBO, I did watch another show. What's I that? forgot. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. No. Um, which it sounds super dirty, but it's actually very tastefully done. It's called Sex Lives of College Girls. Tastefully. But the, I know that sounds so stupid, <laughs> but like it's not really about that. Like it's uh, Mindy uh, Kaling. Kaling. How do you say her last name? Mindy. Kaling, I, I I love her. <clears throat> I um the Mindy Project that was like yeah. one of my faves, but um it's just you know you don't see boobies or you know like <laughs> boobies. <laughs> you have to say it like that. <laughs> you don't like it. It doesn't, is a dirty show because she's getting all embarrassed about it. Um, well, I'm just saying it doesn't have nudity, like okay. you know, so it's not like False as bad as it thinks. But <laughs> it's actually really good. I liked it. It okay. was actually really funny. So, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that an HBO original too? Or yeah. is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I, you probably wouldn't like it, but 
Who knows if I eventually get to watch it. You won't. Well, okay, so the next thing I watched, I'm sorry, it wasn't Mitchell's versus the Machines, but that is still on my (gasps) list. Or The Green Knight. It is The Green Knight. Oh, you finished it. I watched it and I finished it. I'm Uh, so proud of you. I finished it yesterday, uh, The Green Knight. It is on a lot of... critics and youtube channels and things like that in their top 10 of last year i would say that it's not in my top 10 of last year but i would put it as an honorable mention i understand yeah, i, I knew you would fucking like this I movie it i don't freaking love it sucks. but i did i did i did like it actually no, uh-uh. um, so terrible <laughs> so boring the main it's character freaking sucks. i was not i was not bored the whole bored. movie I had the volume up, I'm sitting on the couch, and I got the big TV right in my face, and I was just enjoying it. I've never read the poem that it's based on. It's based on a poem uh, called Sir Gawain and, and the Green Knight, so that's what it's based on. Um, you know, and, and he is uh, King Arthur's nephew, but to be honest, if you didn't know that going into the movie, you wouldn't know that in the movie, because they don't rely on that specific piece of source material to sell their movie. So he could just be some dude that wants to be a knight. But if you, you'd actually have to look it up to be like, oh, it's, it's his, it's his nephew. But it's not even really a thing. Well, like they it's kind of talk about that. A little bit, but it doesn't rely on it. That's no, what, that's the difference. That's okay. I was, I, as I've said in other uh, episodes, when I watch newer movies, I do look at the technical side more than anything. And I understand if you didn't like the story, if you didn't like the character or the acting per se, I loved the cinematography it of this movie. It wasn't the acting, it was, and it wasn't the cinematography that I didn't like. Obviously, I appreciate Dev that. Patel I do did a really wedding good job. films and stuff, so like I can... It just uh, wasn't what you thought it was going to be, right? It's By just, looking at the trailer. The, the, the main character is just so underwhelming that I just <laughs> thought, like, especially yeah. like when he... I, I, I'm just like, do something! <laughs> and he, it, does, he does make the wrong choices in the movie and he's kind of a spoiled character and yeah, I don't know. and but he but the actor dev patel i believe for that character i thought he knocked it out of the park acting wise um but he's not really a character you root for exactly. so that's probably where that comes from mm-hmm. but it but i see that it's really just a story of um I was, you know the rise and fall of a person and a person who Starts some way, somehow, or some way, but then ends up wanting to meet his destiny and his fate. So, I would have rather have his his lady friend be the main character. Tomb Raider. She, yeah, she was great. That's Tomb Raider, or the newer <laughs> Tomb Raider, yeah, or Ex Machina, that, that android. Is. I forget her real name, but that's yeah, who that is. Uh, and she also played the other character too, Lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was Lady and Lord. Yeah, yeah. Not that lady. Yeah, no, the... Um, it is, but like I said, the cinematography is, is gorgeous. The colors, it's it's really cool looking. It's a good looking movie um, to me. Um, and I like like the scenes with the giants um, and the, the fox. I like the fox. Yeah, um, oh yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff in it, but I completely understand your hatred yeah. for it. I, I mean, it. it... And, and... It's... it's... Hate is a strong word. Remember, we don't like to use that's that. True. That's true. We wouldn't say it's trash. It's not you trash. It's, trash. Okay. it's just, <laughs> there was just things that were just so underwhelming that I, I, I think that, but again, I didn't read the poem either. So I guess maybe if I read that, I would have a better understanding. But, and like you said, the cinematography is great. And there are certain characters that I love and stuff. But 
it's just the main character that doesn't do it for me. I get it. And I think that's... He's not a likable character. No, and then he just sucks. Like, he just doesn't... He makes bad choices. He's not he's, a hero like you want him to be, and... Or he thinks he is. He, he's, yeah, he's, and... He makes... He's not very knightly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a part that made me laugh a little, and I think it was intended to be comedic, because for the most part, it's pretty... I mean, it's an A24 movie, so it's a total art house movie. Yeah. Uh, but it was when... Uh, uh, he's with the, the the spirit girl, and he's like going to touch her, and she's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Don't touch me!" <laughs> I don't know. That made me laugh. Yeah. Out of context, you have to watch the movie. But I'd say people out there, watch it. If you hate it, that's cool. If you liked it, that's cool too. It's just it is what it is. But like I said, I enjoyed it, but I, I don't know if I'm going to watch it again anytime soon. But well, I, I might revisit it a little later this year. Do some more do some more research on it and stuff. Maybe oh, read the poem Lordy. first. I'm not Maybe I'll buy watching it. it again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, to get your fix on medieval stuff, you need to watch The Last Duel. Yeah, and that might that might help. It's on my list on HBO. So. <laughs> the Last Duel is awesome. Okay, so now we it's can It's got do... my lady in it, so I'll watch it. Jodie Comer? Yes. I like yes. her a lot. And hairstyles, weird hairstyles, but it's okay. So, hey, Timothy... Mull- mullets are making a comeback. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> it is. It's I went to a wedding. A goofy hairstyle. I was an actual guest in a wedding. It was so nice to be a guest at a wedding because, you know, I shoot weddings all the time that, like, when it's I'm an like, actual guest, while, yeah. and I'm like, this is amazing. I don't have to work. Were you... Like, were you criticizing their photographer the whole time? He had a mullet! <laughs> and, he, and he reminded me of the bully kid in The Little Rascals. He looked exactly like that. Wow. I looked at my brother. I go, does that kid look like The Little Rascals kid? He's like, oh my God, he does. I go, I know, oh my gosh. <laughs> did he have a sidekick like that kid? Oh, he did have someone shooting with him, but... Maybe it was him growing up. Oh that's my what he's God, doing it's now. hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, he had a mullet. And then there was another guest at the wedding with the mullet. And I'm like, All what right. is happening? Why is this coming back? Mullets are not... Why, no. why can't the mohawk come back? I think the mohawk's cooler I, than mullets. I thought, you know, after... Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Well, I think it hasn't hit yet. Uh, I don't think anybody. I think people are growing it because Hawks yeah. was pretty big. So. Yeah, that's true. My brother had a mohawk for a long time, and I used to cut it for him and stuff. But the guy I work with's got a got a pretty good mohawk. Oh, but we nice. have, but he wears a hat all day at work. But when oh. I see him on his day off, it's nice. Straight up. <laughs> yeah, it is rare that you badass. see that. Yeah, you see a lot of faux hawks, but. <laughs> That doesn't count. Okay, anyway, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Timothy Burton. It's fun stuff. Timothy Walter Burton. Timothy Walter. Uh, we're both big fans. Uh, yes. He's made, he's produced a lot of things, and he's made uh, 20 movies in his filmography. Um, I've probably seen them all. I've seen them all, too. Yeah. Uh, a couple of them, I would say, maybe once, and I might yeah. have to revisit. Exactly, yeah. Um, a little bit of trivia here, not too much, or else we're going to sound like Tim Burton stalkers. But uh, he grew up in Burbank, California. It's public knowledge. Yeah, it's true. He grew up, grew up in Burbank, California. He's been making films since he was a child. I mean, he... Uh, very similar to the, the kid in Frankenweenie. Uh, he... That, that kid uh, is a lot like him when he was little, making these old homemade movies and things about ridiculous, over-the-top sci-fi fantasy yeah. stuff. Um... I think his first sh- 
film was like a short, wasn't it, Vincent? Yep, his first short film was Vincent when he worked for Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he went to film school before he worked for Disney, and in film school he made a film called called Stock of the Celery Monster. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, which actually caught the attention of Disney, and Disney gave him an, an animator job. Uh, he did do animations for movies like Tron and stuff like that, but they were never used in the final film. But he still worked for Disney. Hmm. I have kind one of, of his books. It's kind of a burn. Uh, which one? The, um... Is it the Oyster Boy mm-hmm. one? Okay. Yeah. Yep. He, he made something else, too, about, like, drawings on napkins. Um, it oh, was yeah. later. Yeah. Because yeah, he used to... Every bar he'd go to, he'd doodle on napkins mm-hmm. and just kind of made a book about that. It's pretty... It's pretty cool. Yeah. I forgot. I meant... Um... I was going to order that a long time ago, but then I got the Oyster Boy one, and then I kind of forgot. I'd like to see that Oyster Boy Yeah, one. I got it. It's right over here on the bookshelf. Great. Um, while at Disney in 1982, the year I was born, uh, Burton made the short film Vincent, which is stop motion. Um, he, It's a pretty good little short uh, mm-hmm. film. You can watch it if you own Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, the special edition yeah. DVD or Blu-ray. It's, it, it's on there. Every version of that. It's um, narrated by Vincent Price, who is Tim Burton's hero, and he was friends with him and loved the man, and um, it was kind of an ode to him. And it's it's a fun little weird, creepy <laughs> little thing. Yeah, uh, but aren't they all? Well, yeah, most of and you can you weird. can you could be like, yeah, that's totally Tim Burton. And you're looking at that, you're like, this guy's gonna have a great future just yeah. based on that little thing that he did. Well, in 1984, he made his second short film, which is Frankenweenie. Frank yep. yep, which was live action. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty dark. I mean, it is about a dog that dies and comes back as like a Frankenstein's monster. So, but it, you know, it was a family movie too. So it was a little, a little weird. It starred uh, Barrett Oliver. Uh, he played. Sebastian in um, Never Ending Story, the first Never Ending Story. Oh, uh, okay. And mm-hmm. his parents are played by Daniel Stern and Shelley Duvall. Uh, that, not Shelley Long? Not Shelley Long. <laughs> Shelley Duvall. I get them mixed up. I know they're completely different people, but they're both named Shelley. Give me a break. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, you said Shelley Long or Duvall the other day. I, I did. Was like, oh. I was talking about the money pit, and I thought it was Shelley Duvall. I was like, Duvall. oh, like, oh no, the Shelley girl Long. from The Shining? No. And you're like, nope. oh, no, that's nope. not it. <laughs> <laughs> nope, different one. Uh, but Frank and Weenie, like Vincent, is also on the Nightmare Before Christmas special edition, so you can watch yep. that as well. Well, Disney didn't like that movie. Uh, they fired him. They fired Tim Burton for that movie because they were convinced that he spent the company's money to make a film that was too dark for children. <laughs> um, they didn't they preview it before it was released. But it wasn't. It no. It was. It, it still got released. Like. They saw it, but they were convinced that he used Disney's money to make it. Oh. And that, I don't think it was available at the time. Oh, you could get okay. it on video. Like, I remember the VHS video of it. Mm-hmm. But I do a little more research on that one. But uh, it is interesting. But the good news is Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman, uh, saw Frank and Weenie and loved it and hired him to direct... His movie, which was a spinoff of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Now, I 
I watched Pee Wee's Playhouse when I was a kid on Saturday morning. Did you ever watch no. Pee Wee's Playhouse? Very wacky, weird show. I mean, yeah. I think it became. Uh, <laughs> or was that Fat Albert? <laughs> it could be both. It could be both. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Jimmy Fallon could do a good impression. Yeah, I, um, I think a lot of the creepiness, the creepy factor for that show in Pee Wee came after he was caught jerking off in the theater and oh, then had God. that reputation. So. Ever since Why then. Why would you do that? If you're famous. That like, is the place to do it, I guess. I don't know. No, People do it all the not. time, but because he is a famous person, that that's. And, and, well, that's even, and it's also because he was a kids' show host, so yeah, I think that was. The, like, it could be any Joe Schmo like, in there doing it, and they wouldn't even care. You could do that anywhere, but you decide to do it at the theater. He was feeling bold. I mean, some people oh, get that well, thrill. It's in a public place. No. I don't know. <laughs> His mugshot for that night. Pee Wee, put your wee wee away. <laughs> Either way, Pee Wee's Playhouse I, I enjoyed. Lawrence Fishburne got his start on that. He was <laughs> Cowboy Curtis. Um, but Pee Wee wanted to make a movie, and we got Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which was Tim Burton's first uh, full-length feature. Looking for his bike. Looking for his bike. And it was actually the very first time he teamed up with composer Danny Elfman. I used to do uh, that dance all the time you did that. The tequila dance? <laughs> that's that's from Pee Wee's. Because Pee Wee was a stand-up comedian before he got the Pee Wee's Playhouse. But he yeah. did that same act. But he would do that dance mm-hmm. at, at his comedy act. So he he brought used that to do that the all movie. the time when I was a kid. The movie is, you know, it's a kid's movie. Per se, there's some innuendo in it, but I remember watching it as a kid, and there were some freaky parts yeah, in that movie. Yeah, I was just thinking Large that. Marge, that scene, and uh, the uh, when he has that nightmare, and he's like, his he always has a nightmare about his bike getting messed up or whatever, like it's a person, and uh, they're in that hospital, and all the nurses and doctors are dressed like clowns, and like <laughs> that was pretty freaky. Yeah, I mean, it's been a real long time since I watched that, but. Um, But, yeah, uh, I, I have Pee-wee's Big Adventure on um, Blu-ray, actually. There's a commentary track for it, which I hear is pretty good. Um, but after the financial success of Pee-wee, um, he did Beetlejuice, uh, and he actually got an Academy Award for Best Makeup. I think Burton only got, like, three Academy Awards in his entire career, and most of them were for art direction or, or makeup. Um Beetlejuice and Pee-wee's Big Adventure were low-budget films, so Warner Bro- it caught the attention of Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers was like really impressed that Burton was able to make such a huge profit off these low-budget films, so they gave him his first big-budget film, and that was Batman, 1989. Which was a huge success. Oh, yeah. Still to this day. Yeah, it's a classic. I think even Jack Nicholson still gets royalties from that. Oh, I don't. It doesn't <laughs> <smart>. surprise me. <laughs> Um, but of course, you know, a lot of people know that the production stories are infamous, um, mostly surrounding the casting choice for Batman. It's been told time and time again. Warner Brothers didn't like the idea of Michael Keaton being casted because he was known as a comedian, but Burton fought and fought to, to make him Batman. And he casted uh, Jack Nicholson for Joker because he wanted to also attract an older audience who just didn't have any interest in superhero movies, which was a good choice. Yeah. And he wanted somebody that could really put the fear in you as a villain, and Jack oh, yeah, he was has creepy. that. Yeah. <laughs> Brought a little shining into it, you know. Yeah. No, for sure. Um. But a uh, couple of things about um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure that I wrote down 
um, which came out in 1985. Uh, the large Marge scene. <laughs> That's still, I can still see it in my head. The, the lady that drives the truck and she's telling the story to Pee-wee and then like morphs into that creepy ghost face or whatever. That whole scene, she never blinks. Never blinks once during that whole monologue. Oh, it's kind of like what's her face from Scott Pilgrim. Which one? The blonde. The drummer. Oh, Kim. Yeah, Kim, that's right. (laughs) She never blinks either. (laughs) It's so creepy when you... Or or Willem Dafoe in the lighthouse during that monologue, he never blinks. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a big adventure uh, featured Twisted Sister before I knew who Twisted Sister was. They have one scene. Um... And I did say it was the debut of Danny Elfman's collaboration with Burton, who would go on to do 17 out of the 20 movies that Burton directed. Uh, Danny Elfman didn't have any prior formal music training, but he was in an old 80s band. But So he had to use his guitarist from Oingo Boingo as his orchestrator, and, and that's how it worked. He, I read in an interview that he felt so happy to hear his music in like an orchestra form. Well, yeah. So it was the first time. So that's why it, what makes it so unique. For right. Um, so Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee-wee, uh, and actress Diane Salinger, who are in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, went on to be in another Burton movie, which was Batman Returns. They played Penguin's parents in the very beginning. <laughs> Just oh, that. Oh, nice. Um, you got some trivia for Pee-wee. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, his house has what Rube Goldberg yeah, Rube. mechanisms? Yeah, the where it's like mousetrap to making things. The yeah, dominoes. Yeah, the... it's theorized that he makes his money selling his ideas. It's true because we do. I did wonder that. Not many people wonder that. Only I did. His house is pretty cool looking in the in the movie. He has a cool bike. Yeah. Per se. Per se. Um, <laughs> and you can, and you never know what he does for a living. So how did he, how does how does he have his own house and all of that stuff? So that would make total sense. That he sells Rube Goldberg ideas, <laughs> and that's what makes his money. Uh, the movie was co-written by Phil Hartman, and he actually uh, is in the movie for one scene. We also. Aww, Phil. Yeah. Another fallen person. Uh, Corey Feldman was originally offered the role of Francis, the villain character. Makes sense. Corey Feldman's an ass. Um, No, because he was filming Goonies at the time, which was filmed in the same lot. So at the same time. I'm kind of glad because I don't think the Goonies would have been the same without Corey Feldman. Right. He He is good. So yeah, uh, after Pee Wee in 1988, we got Beetlejuice. Did you like Beetlejuice? Oh, I love Beetlejuice. I love the theme. Yes. Michael Keaton, everything. So original. I love like the voodoo guy. I love the little voodoo oh, heads. Oh, th- oh, wait. The voodoo guy. Oh, the, um, yeah, the, the, little, uh, the ghost with the shrunken head. Yeah. And yeah, he was a hunter. Yeah, you know, a I, voodoo dude. They, they made action figures for that movie, and I had some. When I was a kid, because I flipped. Yeah, you well, the, or they had masks too, because they oh. had. I had, I had a Batman thing that flipped, like it was some kind of thing that flipped between different heads. It's like, huh? I don't know. Was if it, it was, for the first movie? I don't or? know if it was Beetlejuice or it was Batman. 
Well, for Beetlejuice, uh, that I can remember because it's so long ago and I didn't, haven't looked them up since. Totally it could be that, too. I just too. remember some kind of thing. But like I that. had a, um, Alec Baldwin one, and his head, it came with a mask you can put on his head. He wore a backwards hat, too, which was really weird because he never wears a backwards hat in the no. movie. But he has that <laughs> for the action figure. And he, you can slide his head down his arm like he's doing a magic trick with it. It's so stupid. Toys sometimes don't really follow the movies. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> but it came with a mask that was his weird nose face that he had. Yeah. Okay. And then I had a Beetlejuice one where he's in the white, the pinstripe black suit. Mm-hmm. And the mask you can put on his head is the one with the bat wings that he that he has. Okay. And, and then under his head is a tiny little Beetlejuice head. And you can spin the back and his head spins. Or you hit a button on the back and his head spins. Okay. Very strange action figures. They, they even made an Otho action figure. See, that sounds very familiar. Because I had a little Beetlejuice and he had like, you could, he had the shrunken head. Okay. But you could also have Look his big up. head. You might be yeah. like, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I'm going to because but I know I had something like that. They did make a toy for that voodoo head guy. Because that voodoo head guy, we didn't know anything. He's it just wasn't a the guy. voodoo head guy for sure. I know that. Well, I um. Have. I think every I wanted the voodoo head guy, mm-hmm. but it was like never at the store. It was yeah. like one of those figures like you gotta really search. I'd always ask my mom, give me the voodoo head guy. Yeah. Like, Chester oh. has a Beetlejuice voodoo head toy. That he just rips destroys, apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really destroy so little, but <laughs> his teeth are tiny. But they 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 uh the hunter, they call him a hunter, and he came with um a little head, the little voodoo head that can spin, like Beetlejuice's head. But he had a, the thing to put over his head was what he looked like as a human before his demise. Uh, okay. So they created a hunter, oh, generic me. hunter face with a hat and mustache. And it was just funny that they made that into an action figure. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I read that Burton actually really originally wanted to call Beetlejuice scared sheetless. <laughs> <laughs> that would have like, been pretty funny. He meant it as a joke, but he was actually surprised the studio was willing to consider it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Went with Beetlejuice, of course, named after the, the star. Um, interesting fact. It was the first DVD sent out by Netflix in 1998. Oh. When Netflix was by mail. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. I didn't know that Netflix mm-hmm. was a thing in the Oh, yeah. They, everything started by mail. Yeah. yeah, it was just it was just I guess, getting started. I guess that's right. Yeah, I remember my neighbor did that. Yeah, and Blockbuster like, oh, that's had. cool. My parents were like, no, we're not doing that. Like, <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, because they had a video game one that did it too, and, and CDs did that too. Yeah, I had Netflix when they did the DVDs in like, uh, I think it was like 2013 or something. Yeah. I think I did the DVDs. And then whatever before they did the streaming service. Right. Or if they had the streaming service, it was like bare minimum. Right, yeah. And uh, I used to do that, but I, I I was impatient because I would get two DVDs a month because it fucking took forever. <laughs> it and it did. was expensive. Yeah. And I just heard that they're raising the prices again. Yeah. Fucking sucks. It's going to be $20 Netflix a sucks month. sucks because, you know, I mean, I know they got a lot of content and they got stuff that I do like, but if you're going to raise prices, stop canceling good shows. I, I was just thinking that. <laughs> that fucking pisses me off more than anything. Like, you have good content already. Like, you don't need to come keep coming out with new shit and new shit and new shit. Like, keep some of the old stuff that are fan favorites. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Maybe someday that, we'll that's get... That's a different conversation, but... Maybe someday we'll get another Santa Claridian uh, It maybe. just irritates my soul. 
Well, now that the, who knows, Timothy Oliphant, I just read, is doing a f- follow-up to Justified. There's a new Justified spinoff coming, and he's uh-huh. replaying the character. See, that's the new so. thing, too. Like, a lot of these old shows are getting reboots. Yeah. You know, just like Dexter, and still haven't finished that yet. But it's waiting. still a sequel. It's not really yeah. a re... Yeah. Well... Either way. Dexter's also a sequel. It's just the finale that everybody has been asking for, mm. because the last finale sucked. <laughs> But anyway. Um, but you no, know, I, I liked Beetlejuice. I saw it in theaters, I believe. Maybe. But I did definitely get it. I did it. not. I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> I did get it on uh, VHS when I was a kid. And now I own it on DVD. And it's it's so great. It's uh, it's just it's, it's original. A Everybody does a good job. Uh, the thing I like about Tim Burton is his set designs in a lot of his movies. Yeah. The gothic Mm-hmm. Um, weird, fantastical way of like just anything like a house or like right, like how they remodeled the house. And, yeah, like, it yeah. Was, it's just so cool and so different. Um, you get a little bit of that in uh, Batman, uh, which came out after Beetlejuice, and he loved Keaton and Beetlejuice so much that he—that's another reason why no, they got Sally Batman. in it pre Nightmare for Christmas, though. But. A Catherine O'Hare, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, she was the mom, and she did a great job. Playing, oh, yeah, I love her playing so frustrated, much. yeah, yuppie mom, but also the the infamous dinner scene. Day-o. Day-o. Yeah, I was singing that. Josh was like, "What is that?" I'm like, what? "The banana boat song." Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm like Beetlejuice, hello. <laughs> There's so okay, many things I in the background. You. Oh yeah, yeah. since he was like saying something like "I believe you," and I was like, "Okay, I believe you." <laughs> He's like, Jump what? in the line. Yeah. Rock your body. <laughs> shake, 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 shake. Um, Michael Keaton actually uh, based his performance of uh, Beetlejuice on uh, Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Bill, Mo- Bill Mosley's character. Oh, nice. Makes anyway. sense. When you rewatch that old movie, you'd be like, there's a little Beetlejuice in him. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and he like ad-libbed. of his lines he did and it's perfect it's so fluent he's so good um but that's the the comedian in michael keaton to be able to do that oh he's great uh it is one of the infamous pg movies of the of that time period same with uh the movie big and a couple others to have an f-bomb in the movie (laughs) you remember the scene uh it's when beetlejuice is uh pissed at the, the the couple um, they were yelling at him, and he was all tiny in their model, and uh, he's oh, in the grave, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. just like, "Nice fucking model." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, F Bob. <laughs> oh, I swear all the time. What you talking about? No, fuck at me. <gasps> we have an F bomb in the background. Oh, <laughs> there's a fuck bomb in here. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, after that, we got Batman. But we don't really need to delve into that because we've talked about right. it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot. And we talked about Mentioned Batman Returns. Things. and um, Yep. Uh, but be- between Batman and Batman Returns, we got a definite favorite of mine. Of That's Tim Burton. And that's Edward Scissorhands. I just watched this last year. Again. I mean, obviously not for the first time, but. During the Christmas season? No. No, just, just watched Actually, it. Actually, yeah, it was in the summer, I think. Okay. It was just like a movie. I was like, I really want to watch that. It's, it's just, just like something that came to my head, and I was like, it's been a while, and I just want to watch it. And I was searching, searching, searching everywhere for it. Tim Burton. Yeah. <gasps> Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to over. Ah, eruption. 
talking about the foam and Jesse's drink. It's about to. It's a cool straw. A um, Edward Scissorhands, uh, like Frank and Weenie, uh, Tim Burton is an avid fan of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, so Edward Scissorhands is basically a reimagining of the Frankenstein right. story because he is created by an inventor. Vincent we don't Price. really yep, Vincent Price. We don't really know what Edward is, like physically. Is he a robot? Is he a you know, they don't really tell you. Yeah, they don't show you because he's like, very how he came. Because, you know, they do show the inventors other inventions in the castle that that are mechanical, almost steampunk like, but um and you would think maybe that's how it started and then Edward came, but Edward's pretty human-like. Yeah. Not really robotic-like. So it's... We don't know. I do know his hair is inspired by um, the... Uh, um, <laughs> from uh, the uh, Robert Smith. I was thinking of the, the name. From uh, the band The Cure. Because uh, he has hair exactly like that. And he was actually asked by Burton, Robert Smith, to do the score before Danny Elfman came on board, uh, which would have been funny. But unfortunately, Robert Smith was working on the cure, uh, uh, an album at the time, so he declined. So Burton got Danny Elfman back, which was great because that's one of my favorite scores that Danny Elfman's done for a Burton movie, especially the ice dance yeah. scene. It's oh, so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and you can't go wrong with Winona. 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 Whatever. Winona Earp. Yeah. <laughs> Winona. So Vincent Price, this was his last uh, physical role. Um, if anybody doesn't know who Vincent Price is, an old actor from um, legendary horror uh, icon, uh, black and white era. Mm-hmm. Um, I met his daughter, his grand, his granddaughter at a convention. Oh, I nice. Got her autograph. Oh, that's Victoria awesome. Price. Yeah, so super nice. Love talking about her. Mm-hmm. I think it was his daughter, actually. Love talking about her dad, although she was getting a little emotional about it because she really loved her dad. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but That's was, good. That means he was a good man. He was. And that was very, very cool to talk to her and everything mm-hmm. about that. So she had a lot of info about him. It was really cool. But uh, he was supposed to have a much bigger part in uh, Edward Scissorhands, but unfortunately at the time he was suffering from emphysema and Parkinson's. So they had to cut his role down. Mm-hmm. But what he did, he was really great. It was so yeah. cool to see. Oh him. yeah, and he played it very well. You got anything on Edward Scissorhands? Nineteen uh, nineteen ninety. Widow Nick Carter. <laughs> was it Backstreet Boys? <laughs> he was from? Backstreet Boys. My first CD ever. Yeah, he he has claimed in interviews that he is the little boy on the slip in, in a slip and slide. And uh, the, the family barbecue scene. He's like, yeah, it was in Edwards <laughs> in the background. Yep. You can see me for five seconds. Yep. Best acting of my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I had a whole wall memorialized to Backstreet Boys. Like, you know, those little magazines you used to be able to buy with, like, all the posters and like stuff in it. Like, beat the, or Yeah, crap. like, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I had a bunch of that shit. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I My mean, mom would like be like, really? I'm not somebody. spending five bucks on this bullshit. And I'm like, yes, you Why? are. It's a big poster. Yeah, I was like, there's like 20 things in here. Yeah, you pull out the centerfold and there they are. Yeah. That was I my Playboy it. back then. My, <laughs> my centerfold. My, my, my yeah. sister Nick had Carter. A, my sister had a big old poster Ryan. on her closet door of Bon Jovi. So, yes. I mean, I get it. Yes. 
I'm not going to lie, he does. <laughs> Sam had a shrine. Hey, Bon Jovi's still cool in my book. He is. You had a shrine, didn't you? <clears throat> he is you lit a candle to Bon Jovi every not night. Not like the Baron, but he's the second coolest. <laughs> so this is actually um, one of two movies that came out this year that was Johnny Depp's first starring role. The other was Cry Baby, which I do want to talk oh, about when we do please, when we do a when we do a musical episode. Oh, I so love we'll that do movie. Cry Baby. Yes. Um, he, I don't think he brought. Did you bring movies? No. Did you bring a PlayStation? I didn't bring anything. Damn it. Why can't we watch this? I don't know. There's stuff on streaming, so, you know. What? We can watch stuff that's on streaming. Well, I don't know if Crybaby's on there. Now we want to watch it. <laughs> She's like, Sam's looking at them. Talk about business. Okay. His, uh, his uh, scissor hands were uh, created by Stan Winston. Stan mm-hmm. Winston, legendary um, creature effects creator who uh, did work on Terminators, Aliens, and did the dinosaurs for Jurassic Park. Oh, the ones that malfunctioned and scared the shit out of people? Well, you know. <laughs> when it probably, rained? I mean, maybe he did that on purpose. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he had a remote control and he just blamed it on the rain. Maybe he was, was just weird. trying to prank Spielberg, like, all day. He's like, oh, people are going to eat lunch right next to this T-Rex. <laughs> I'm push this button. Never again. <laughs> and then he secretly filmed it. Yeah. So someday we'll see you. That'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, Edward Scissorhands. Um... It took me a while to really warm up to this movie. I think when I first saw it at a young age, I was kind of like, what is this? Oh, I loved it, but I loved a lot of weird stuff when I was a kid. I think I did like the weird stuff. I loved his castle. Yeah, I, I liked it. the. Um, I watched the, it uh, quite often, actually, when I was a kid. The shapes yeah. from the bushes in, in his. Uh, the, the bushes that he makes into different things. I like that. But I think what lost me, because I saw it at such a young age, was just the whole neighbor seducing him and, and taking time out of that and, and oh, just see, kind of slowed the movie down. When I was down. young and but, watched it, I didn't think about that. I did, you know, obviously but, I didn't understand that. But as I got older, <laughs> I appreciated it more and understand it more and everything and it's totally Frankenstein. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, you get a little weepy and feel bad for him when she's like, hold me. And he's like, I can't. Because <laughs> he has the scissor hands. Yeah. It just... <laughs> oh... So it's a good it's a good Christmas movie to watch. Plus, I think it's the first time Anthony Michael Hall plays a villain character because he's known as the nerdy kid from the Brat Pack. So this was the first time he was a douchebag jock. Is that the boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he was, was Tommy Doyle in Halloween yeah. Kills. Oh. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's funny. They originally wanted Sean Astin. I guess I didn't realize it was him, but he didn't want to play a villain. He didn't want to play a villain. I mean, he was Rudy. He was Mikey in the Goonies. It makes sense. He was Samwise. Yeah, I mean, Sam. well, after way after, but Sam. like he played a villain eventually. Needs he was a Sam. He was yeah. in I think the second <laughs> Cabin Fever or third Cabin Fever movie or I don't something. Know, I never he's saw it. he's been a villain recently. The third Cabin. Fever. Yeah, there's a third Cabin Fever. I think I've it's like Patient Zero or something. And the new one. Well, after Edward Scissorhands, we got Batman Returns in 1992, but we mm-hmm. talked about it in our Christmas episode, so we'll move on from that to 1994, Ed, Ed Wood, which is uh, Tim Burton's first black and white feature, not counting uh, Frank and Weenie and Vincent, so it's a black and white full-length feature. I love this movie, but I'm also, I wouldn't say I love Ed Wood, it's a true story about Edward D. Wood yeah. Jr. Uh, but I mean, it's well done. 
Right, who's notorious for making like the cheapest, crappy movies. Like his his movies are on like top ten lists of worst yeah. movies ever made. I mean, he's like he was like the Tommy Wiseau of his era. <laughs> but he that's what I uh, um, appreciated about him. He's so passionate about wanting to make his vision and with like no money, and he was doing everything he can to release his vision, no matter how crappy it looked. Ed Wood is actually one of the movies, funny enough, that I got from Netflix when I had my DVD subscription. Yeah. Because I wanted to watch all of Tim Burton's movies that I haven't seen, and Ed Wood was... That was one of them. Yep, and that was the only way I could watch it. Not a lot of people have seen it. It's not a popular movie. We didn't really Um, have DVD rental stores, you know, where I grew up. Yeah, where I now reside, but... Except for a tiny section in our grocery store at this time, anyway. Oh, yeah. We had a rental store, but it didn't, you know, last. Um, I grew up in Hometown the... Hometown video. <laughs> I grew up now in now a pot uh... store. <laughs> Not surprising. <laughs> I, but I everyone up... there is so great. The Myers uh, over by where I work, I used to go there all the time as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my mom went shopping. There used to be a video store in there. And that's where I'd rent all my movies. Yeah, they also had, like, a video, uh, like, what was that store in Meyer that you could buy DVDs and stuff, and they were always fucking expensive. I don't remember. It was inside Meyer. It was, like, a movie store. I don't remember. Memorabilia and stuff like that. I don't remember. I'm I'm trying to think. I know, I keep saying it, overthinking (laughs) that I'll suddenly come to me, but... I just remember the video store, because it was right next to the 24-hour photo thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. But now they have those red boxes. Yeah. I've never used one, and I don't really Well, you have to, to take it back, and if you don't live near Meyer, then you have to, like... It charges you. It charges you, like, you and shit, I'm good and you have to worry about... No. I'd rather go to a physical video store, which not a lot survived. I know, and I miss that. Like, that's such a... Well, it's such a fun experience, like... It is. To yeah. go and pick out your yeah. movies and rent them and night. take them home. And yeah, like, I love that. A, and now it's like... Get a popcorn and a box of candy right yeah. at the... Uh, and I love taking my nieces and I was like, let's go pick some movies out. And it was like so fun to do. And now yeah, they have their like, own sections, yeah. a kid's now section. Like, the... Oh, just browse whatever and find a movie you want to watch that you haven't so seen a hundred times. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> but... Um... I do watch movies that. I've so seen sometimes, if times. I know we're gonna have a sleepover, I said, "Do not watch this movie. It just came out on Netflix. Do not watch it. We're gonna watch it in the sleepover." So, yeah. So I have to do that now. But Edwin was so passionate about making the movies he wanted to make. Uh, most notably, famous uh, for a movie called Plan Nine from Outer Space, which uh, Mystery Science Theater and Rift Tracks have totally riffed on. Uh, very famous bad movie. I mean, you would even without seeing it, you would recognize that he has flying saucers, which are basically paper plates painted silver. But you wouldn't really know that because it's a black and white movie. But uh, hanging from fish uh, fishing poles, yeah. and that's how he and just floating around, and that's how he made his movies. Um, yeah. And he, uh, I mean, this isn't like anything to his character or anything, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, he is famous for dress, liking to dress in ladies' clothing. Yep, he loved those angora sweaters. Yeah, and he was a nothing big fan. wrong with that. No, it was a weird concept it, it, back, back then. then back yes, then. yes, and he was criticized for that. But yeah, um, and his his wife, it's it's her clothes that he would wear, um, but he would never cover up the mustache. He liked he liked yeah. to let the mustache that's totally go. Totally fine. You want to wear some ladies' clothing, rock a stash. That's cool too. And he made a movie 
based on himself at ish called Glenn or Glenda, which I own on VHS. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that, but I think I have the Technicolor mm-hmm. version. Um, but no, it's 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 different. Like you can definitely see Tim Burton's isms throughout the movie, but for the most, it, it does feel like the first non-Tim Burton movie, other even than though it's other his than first rated R movie. <laughs> it is his first rated R movie, but it is. Uh, but it, only the cast you would be like, oh, that's a Tim Burton movie because Johnny right. Depp yeah. is the lead. Uh, Jeffrey Jones from Beetlejuice is in there, but we also get people like Bill Murray is in there, mm-hmm. um, and he's great. Now Edwards' movies, like I said, are super low budgeted. So funny enough, the the movie, the the Ed Wood movie, cost more to produce than all of Ed Wood's actual movies combined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin Landau is in it, and he plays real person Bella Lugosi, uh, who is one of the original actors to play Frankenstein's monster. I mean, Boris Karloff is the more famous one that mm-hmm. played the monster, but Bella Lugosi played in a few of those Universal monster movies. Um Martin Lando got an Academy Award for Best Actor in a Supporting Role for that for that performance, which at the time was the first time an actor actress got an Academy Award for playing somebody that's real. So, and he did a good job. He really did do a good job. He wasn't over the top. He did play him kind of theatrical, but um, but it wasn't over the top. And in real life, Bella Lugosi and Ed Wood had a great friendship. And that's one of the reasons Tim Burton wanted to make this movie because of his friendship with Vincent Price. So that's kind of where that came from. Oh, okay. But I need to rewatch <laughs> it. I do like that movie a lot, oh, and it's I haven't seen it in forever. A couple of years later, uh, we got Mars, Mars, Attacks. Mars Attacks. I love this movie it's so great. much. It used to creep me out as a kid because I saw this when it came out. I didn't see. It in, did I see it in theaters? I did. I can't remember if my parents took me to theaters. They used to take me to bad movies. All right. I, I, my parents did not censor what I watched. It's not a bad movie. No. It's PG-13. No, but it's kind of creepy a little bit for kids, you know. Like, That's true. People die in it. Yeah. A and lot get, of people you know, die. Yeah, and they get lasered and then they turn to skeletons. or then Yeah. They, yeah, it was scary. <laughs> and... You know, she bites the finger off, and the she does. Yeah, and that's she, yeah. It, it's I, freaky, and it used to freak me out. You I know, but I but I loved name. it because I because it freaked me out, and it, it and it was just like a cool movie. You mm-hmm. know, like it's different. I like how they talk now. Like, <laughs> 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 yep, those uh, those aliens. Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, before he was really known for being more yeah. than he is. Oh, it's so great. Um, yeah, it had a lot of people in it. Like, even, like, Jack Nicholson and Glenn Close and Danny DeVito and Michael J. Fox yeah, Michael and Sarah J. Jessica Fox, Parker yeah. and Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it had a great cast. Even, um, God. Uh, Jack Nicholson is great. Tom Jones. Goddamn Tom Jones. Lounge singer. It's not unusual. Oh, yeah, be. yeah, yeah. He's a casino guy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> Plays himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pam Greer. Like, there's so many people in mm-hmm. this movie and a lot of them get annihilated. Sorry, it's like a you know, three decades old. I can spoil it. A lot of people die in this movie. Um, sadly, though, it is Michael J. Fox's last uh, physically oh. acted movie because it came out around the same time Frighteners did. So, so I mean, he's done voice work since then, but that was oh. like the last physical, <laughs> theatrical movie that he was in. Yeah. So and he gets annihilated. Sorry. Yeah, he gets blown up. Oh. Well, turned to a skeleton, which are yeah. red and green skeletons. 
Why were they red and green? Oh, because it was supposed to be released at Christmas time. <laughs> That's a fun little <laughs> thing. But it wasn't released at Christmas time, was but, it? I think Michael. so. Michael. But it was... I still liked it, though, because it is definitely an homage to 50s sci-fi and 70s disaster movies. So the red and green skeletons, I think, worked with, with the charm of it. Yeah. I've been wanting to rewatch this, and I think I started it, too, and then I never finished it. It's I think it's on a streaming but, channel, I um, believe. I think it was on Netflix. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Out. Yeah. You find that out. Oh, I didn't mention in Ed Wood, that was the first um, movie that Danny Elfman did not do the score for for Tim Burton. What? But he came back to do Mars Attacks, and it was Good. a great score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The aliens were so funny. They were cool looking with their oh, skeleton faces and giant brains. And uh, they were kind of stupid and bumbling, but also <laughs> smart, too. Yeah. Because we as humans in that movie are really stupid. Um, except for Lucas Haas and Natalie Portman's characters. <laughs> Who saved the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so those those aliens were supposed to be... Uh, Tim Burton wanted to make them stop motion. Because um, this also came out around the time Nightmare Before Christmas came out. Mm. And he wanted to make stop motion aliens, which I think would have been cool. And it would have really looked like 50s, you know, more owed to the 50s. Right, stuff. yeah. But, you know, the studio was like, no, nah, we don't want to spend that extra money, so just make it CG. <laughs> which is... They, they're fine. They look okay. It's a little dated. You can tell. But I still love it. Yeah, I it's think it's still great. pretty great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's pretty well done still, despite the cheesy CG or not, you know? Yeah, even with Sarah Jessica Parker when her head's on a little chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> Scratching your ears. Yeah. <laughs> that was Aww. funny. So um, cute. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's an old trading card series um, that this is actually based on called Mars Attacks, so gotta look and look uh, look up those things anything else on mars attacks you want to add it's on um Do you have, like personal thoughts or anything no jack nicholson plays two characters in the movie i do remember that yeah because he, he plays the, the president, president and, and um this like cowboy character in yeah, Vegas. The, yeah i was gonna say that the texas the ass- tycoon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that's pretty cool it's been a long time since I've seen Mars Attacks, so I do yeah. want to check it out again. Yeah, we love that movie. Three years later, 1999, we got a reimagining, not a remake, but a reimagining Sleepy Hollow. Which is also great. Second rated R film by Burton. Um, I love this movie. I loved it when it was in theaters and I saw it. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the Washington Irving story and the Disney's... And Ichabod and Mr. Toad or whatever, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Right, I've yeah. seen all that stuff, but I was so pleasantly happy with the way Tim Burton did this one. Now, I say it's not, it's a reimagining, not a remake, because they do change the story. They they I mean, it still stars Ichabod and is it Katrina Van Tassel? Uh, they they're they're from the mm-hmm. story, but Ichabod's not a teacher. He's a cop or a detective from the city uh the hessian is still a hessian still headless and i think his backstory is a little different i think in the book he was uh um a cannonball during the american revolutionary war uh blasted his head off and in this one he was still um a hessian soldier but he was a little more murderous a little more evil because christopher walken played him with his creepy teeth (laughs) 
that's the scariest role I've seen Christopher Walken in, for sure, with his teeth. Um, but I loved how bloody this movie was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heads will roll. And that was the tagline <laughs> for the poster. I remember that. Oh, that's, that's funny. Hilarious. I just said that. Yeah, <laughs> I no, didn't even know that's that. That's the tagline. Oh, yeah. Watch yeah. your head. Killing, chilling, cutting heads off. <laughs> but uh, Ray Park played the headless horseman when he didn't when when he was headless and did all the sword stunts and stunts in general. And that was badass. It was really cool to see him just, like, flinging the sword around and just chopping heads off. Yeah, oh, for sure. We actually uh, have a Sleepy Hollow here. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow State Park. State Park. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been there. I've been there. Oh, I mean, it's all right. I mean. <laughs> kind of want to go there on Halloween around that time. I've been camping there before. Yeah? On Halloween? No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, also stars Johnny Depp. Uh, Johnny Depp will come up. A lot. He's he's uh, Tim Burton's like number one guy, kind of like DiCaprio's Scorsese, Scorsese's guy. Um, Just fine. Yeah, I think he's done like like nine movies of Tim Burton's, like uh, which is good. I mean, he, Burton helped him kind of go forward. So yeah, he was in Corpse Bride. Right. Two. We'll get to that one. Hey, Todd, Allison, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get to all of that. Jazz. I do need to rewatch Sleep Hollow. I didn't even watch it last year on Halloween, so I should need. I should rewatch it. Yeah, it's been a minute for me too. But I liked all the different, the murder mystery tone that it had and who done it type of thing. Yeah, with all these people, all these different characters. Giant Depp was a little weird <laughs> as Ichabod the mm-hmm. way he acted it, but it was, I thought it was fine. All right, after that, in 2001, we got another reimagining, not a remake, according to Tim Burton, and that's Planet of the Apes. I saw it, I saw it when Which I went to theaters. Which is funny, because like, I, I didn't know this was a Tim Burton <laughs> film for like the longest time. <laughs> it doesn't look like it, no. and it doesn't feel like it, but Danny Elfman does the score. So. Mark Wahlberg one? Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Okay. He yeah, turned... Sorry, I said I wasn't going to get involved. And <laughs> he just can't help it. Come sit down. No. He can join. <laughs> he can it's share fine. my mic. Wahlberg. I was going to uh, go to the store and make dinner. Oh, well, you don't have to wait. For I'm gonna me. wait. Oh, okay. Wahlberg uh, dropped out of uh, Ocean's <laughs> Eleven to do this movie. He was I originally like gonna play Linus, Matt Damon's character, uh, but dropped out and wanted to do Planet of the Apes because he liked. He wanted to work with Tim Burton. Like he met Tim Burton for like five minutes. Was like, I'm gonna do. I'll do anything. Oh, the next nice. thing you do. Okay. So, and now since then, <laughs> there was an interview. Uh, with MTV uh, while comparing this film to the rise of the Planet of the Apes that came out with James Franco Uh Mark Wahlberg blamed 20th Century Fox for screwing the film up saying I haven't seen it yet but I heard it was pretty damn good well ours wasn't it is what it is ours wasn't they didn't have the script right (laughs) Fox Studios had a release date before Tim Burton had a shot uh, a foot of the film they were pushing him and pushing him in the wrong direction you have to let Tim do his thing. So that's my bad Mark Wahlberg impression. But yeah, I was gonna say, he, is that Mark Wahlberg? Does he talk like that? You need a Boston accent. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> say it like that. <laughs> Guys, take an interest in science. <laughs> that's from the happening. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, well, when 
Planet of the Apes came out. Can you I... just reread that whole line just like that? <laughs> do it again. Redo. <laughs> I just remember Andy Samberg. Let Tim do his thing. I just remember Andy Samberg do an impression of him on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he would say. <laughs> um, so I did see this in theaters. Um, at the time, I don't think I ever seen the original Planet of the Apes movies. I have since then, and I have. I have after this. I have, yeah. yeah, I have all of them. I knew of their existence. I, I knew like about them. the famous scene of the Some statue. Of them are so cheesy, yeah. and funny, but oh my god, I just but love them. Treasured. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I knew about the famous scene of the Statue of Liberty sticking out of the beach. It was Earth the whole time. You damn, or get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. Like, I knew that because of also The Simpsons has totally yeah. mocked Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Like, Planet of the Apes, a musical. Uh-huh. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Yeah. <laughs> he can talk, he can talk. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. So, oh, I was gosh. going into it as just a new Tim Burton movie, uh-huh. and... To be honest, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, Wahlberg's not like my top choice of actors, but I thought he did fine in I, the movie. I thought it was great. I love the makeup. I mean, it's been a long time since yeah. I've seen it. I, I, and I do like those newer Planet of the Apes movies. They definitely got better with like the motion capture. Um, what the first one? Mm-hmm. The second one. They're they're all good. You should totally okay. finish it. Yeah, um, I will. But no, I get it. I was a big fan of the makeup and the the ape suits that all the actors wore, like Michael Clark Duncan and Helena Bonham Carter. And mm-hmm. I think this was the first time Burton worked with Helena Bonham Carter <laughs> when they started dating. I think was she the at main this movie, the main ape, ape? woman? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I like her a lot. So Tim Roth, I love Tim Roth. It's not he a lot was... that I've seen her in that I'm like she's bad. Never ever. She did in Harry Potter. Oh yeah. Um, Fight Club. That was her laughing. But, uh, I love Harry Potter. Me too. Tim, Tim Roth uh, played General Thade, who is the villain of Planet of the Apes, and I thought he was he awesome. My I, <laughs> she has candy out of a toilet, so that's why. Oh, uh, Brian that. brought it for me, and I wanted some. Uh, General Thade, uh, Tim Roth. He was eight, uh, Mr. Orange on Reservoir Dogs, been tons of movies. Uh, wow. But he was so good as the villain. I mean, That's he he wanted to like really make the character more menacing than what was in the script, and Tim Burton was all for it. But unfortunately, uh, Tim Roth did suffer uh, being in the ape suit the whole production. Um, by the end of the shoot, he he actually had trapped nerves and two herniated vertebrae in his back. Oh my back. god. Uh, but I remember the behind the scenes because Paul Giamatti's in it and everything, yeah. and they're like they go to ape school, and you can see behind the scenes of them like learning how to walk and run like an ape, and oh it's really gosh. funny to watch the actors do that. I'll have to look that up. Um, it's on the special features, but I enjoyed it. It's you and know, the I ending. Everybody that. wanted the ending to be like the original movie, but it's not. It's similar, but it's not. And everybody's like, "That's stupid," but eh, you know, whatever. So it's a reimagining, not a remake. They did put two of the original uh, actors, Linda Harrison and Charlton Heston, do appear in the film. Charlton Heston actually appears as an ape, which is funny. All right, next up, 2003, Big Fish. Such a great movie. So good. I I really 
Yep, and I and I really got to know Ewan McGregor when this movie came out. Like he was in movies before, like Train Spotting and A Life Less Ordinary and things like that. But I really started to like Ewan McGregor as an actor when I saw Big Fish. Star Wars. So, yeah, I still didn't really know who he was until I needed to see more of him. Yeah. But Big Fish made me revisit Star Wars. Okay. So not that you're a Star Wars fan, or right? I'm not a fanatic, but um. He doesn't like any mainstream movies like that. Lord of the Rings. Like Fast and the Furious. Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't not like Harry Potter. I don't own any of them, but I don't not like them. Yeah. I have the Lord You've of the Rings trilogy. I have the Star Wars trilogy on Blu-ray. Have you seen all of I them? I have seen all of them. I, I used to work at Blockbuster. I rented all of them when they came okay. up. Okay. Didn't see any of them in the theaters. But, but yeah, I, he's but never seen Twilight. Oh, God. <laughs> Just I kidding. Don't need I keep telling him. <laughs> I was like, you were... I'm gonna make him watch them just to make him watch them. Can I be there? Yes. It's gonna be I'm gonna hilarious. make him watch the first one and it's gonna be so fucking terrible. It's uncomfortable. It is. The it first one is very makes uncomfortable. Me physically and it, uncomfortable. It does. It. I totally agree with that. Then they get better and better, kind of. They just no. It doesn't though. It does kind of. So Big Fish, uh, 2003, <laughs> based on they the book Big Fish, a novel, a novel of mythic proportions by David Wallace like in 1998. I do want to read it. I really enjoyed this. It, like Ed Wood, it just doesn't look like a Tim Burton movie. Um, but it's still composed by Danny Elfman. It still has kooky characters like yeah. in Burton's movies. It's like fairy tale. Or a, like a... It's, it's about a guy Like a who, tall tale. Yeah. His, his father would tell these tall tales about his life and his son is having a hard time believing any of it. Mm-hmm. So anything his father says, he just doesn't know if he believes him or not. But the way his father tells it, he tells it so well. Uh, Jessica Lang is in it as his wife. I kind of forgot that she yeah, was in it. Yeah, I forgot uh, that until you just said Mar- that. Marion Cotillard is also in it, and it's her first American film. Um, I Like I said, Ewan McGregor does such a great job. He's so humble and, and likable. Steve Buscemi pops up. Danny DeVito... Uh, a Tim Burton alum pops up in there and like I said Helena Bonham Carter yeah everybody's great um, in that little town and it is it's it's a feel good movie yeah, it's and it's got everything in it so mm-hmm. I recommend it out there if anybody hasn't seen it Big Fish is definitely great it doesn't really explain Burton's like look of his movies but his direction is, is right. great in it. Uh, a couple of years later, in 2005, we got Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Now, I know a lot of people compare it to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and immediately just disown it. But I thought for what it was, it was okay. It, it was it, all right. This I it, love Tim Burton, don't get me wrong, but this is one where I'm like, eh. I think because the other one is so beloved that I'm not you even can't, a huge fan of the other one. So. But I think if that other one didn't exist, opinion, if that sure. other one didn't exist... I think this one would be treated fair. Yeah, no, I um, like how he did things, and I like his artistic um, take on it. The look of it's but cool. It's just... Uh, it's not a musical, um, I don't think. I can't remember. I, like I said, I'm not a, a big musical. fan of the original either. Right. Like, I'll watch it, it, but... It did follow the book more than the other one did. The only thing it really made up was uh, w- Willie's um, relationship with his father. Yeah. They kind of made that up for the movie. Played by Christopher Lee, which was mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I did like that the um, the sh- the dwarf actor, Deep Roy, plays all the Oompa Loompas. It's just one guy <laughs> yeah. that plays all of them. Yeah. And I thought that was super cool. 
It's just the young kids were kind of, I don't know, more annoying than the kids in the original. Yeah. Except for Freddie Highmore, who's just a delightful character in everything he's in, except Norman Bates. He's not except very delightful Norman in that. Bates, yeah. But every movie when he was like, like that was like during that time where he was like the lead in all these kids' movies, like Arthur and the Invisibles yeah. and Spiderwick Chronicles. And he's uh, in that new Netflix movie that's like The Vault, I think it's called. Okay. Like, it's it. kind of like, um, you know, Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. It's like a oh, the, of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't know he's he was in, in that. That's cool. Yeah, he's in that. So I'm, I'm curious to see because I he kind of annoyed me as Norman Bates. <laughs> so I've just been kind of turned off by him. Not like, sorry, I guess that oh, sounded okay. really weird. But uh, I just meant like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. You didn't say anything. Now it's now it's weird. <laughs> I know I made it weird, but I didn't mean to. And I'm sorry. I'm so awkward it's okay. sometimes. It's okay. I'm socially awkward. This is true. If you but ever it's meet okay. me in person, I'm weird. Um, but no, uh, I, it just didn't make me want to watch other stuff that he was in until I saw that, and I was like, well, I'll give it a shot because like. He's, he's in something. He's good in Norman Bates as Norman Yeah, Bates but he's also in that doctor show. I can't the Good remember. Doctor, is it? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, and I, I so. didn't, wasn't I did, interested. I yeah, I didn't watch it. I, I wasn't interested, so. Not impressed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't be impressed. Really good. Uh, China the Chocolate Factory. I, I need to revisit it. Johnny Depp, again, is the lead. He's Willy Wonka. Uh, he, he played it so weird. At parts, he kind of reminded me of Michael Jackson a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. He's a little out there, but I guess why not? Why not like be him? This, he's right? no Gene Doesn't Wilder. He, have, like, a little, a little voice he does have a little voice. Um, yeah. He's no Gene Wilder, but I thought for the Burton movie, he was fine. I guess I need to revisit it. It's not. It's on the lower list of Burton movies that I like, but I, I wouldn't know me. I wouldn't say it's trash. No, I don't think any of these trash. movies are trash. No, absolutely so, not. There's like. All of his movies, like whether I liked them or was a fan of them or not, they all had still his artistic take on it, and there still were great things about it that I understand, you know, mm-hmm. like what the appeal was. Right. But for me personally, you know, some of the stuff yeah. just wasn't for me. That's why I think I need to revisit it. But yeah. Get a fresher opinion. But I, but I appreciate everything, mm-hmm. you know. He, he it's just was not one of my favorites. Same with, you know, Sweeney Todd. Right. It's not we'll get to of, that one. Yeah, That's coming it's not up. one of my favorites either. Um, what? We, yeah, not a fan. We, uh, Are you kidding? I think I, I need that, to rewatch it, maybe. But. I think you do. <laughs> there was a... <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> We're getting there. That's two movies. For there me. was a. One of my faves is coming up next. There's oh a. There was a. Okay. That's fine. No. There was a production difficulties on Charlie because only because Tim Burton was making another movie at the same time because both these movies came out in 2005 and they were being made right next to each other and that was Corpse Bride. Yes, which is, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I went saw it in theaters. It, it is Tim Burton's first full-length stop-motion pe- uh, feature. Most people would say Nightmare, but as we know from the other episode... Tim Burton did not direct that movie, so this is his... I think you have this date wrong. Corpse Bride? Yeah, I don't think this came out in 2005. Oh, it did. Ha! 
Um, I thought it came out later. I could have. Mm-hmm. Well, now I feel stupid because I could have sworn I saw it with Josh, and now that's totally not true. <laughs> I mean, it was a while ah! ago. I mean, dates get mixed up. It's okay. I know. I thought it was 2008 for some reason. I have a buddy um, who will take this to his grave, but he likes this movie more than Nightmare Before Christmas. <gasps> who? I'm not even gonna say his name. I will. But cut him off. I get it. Uh, it is a beautiful film. Uh, it's the stop, you tell me the later. stop motion animation is uh, really good. Uh, Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter. No, I Elons just watched this it. like last month. It's cool. There's it's, a lot of cool stuff to look oh, at. I love this, in movie, this movie so much. The animation is amazing, and the characters are amazing, and I love the bride. And oh my gosh, I just love it. A little macabre for kids, but, you know, so was Nightmare. <laughs> so, it's just, right. it's just yeah, the yeah, subject yeah. matter. No, for all. sure. It's My nieces really... love this movie. But, you know, I think kids need to see some weird and creepy. You know, yeah. that's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's as twisted as Coraline, but it's probably on the same level Which my nieces also love that movie. Nightmare Before Christmas like, and Paranorman. My little so. mini-me, oh my gosh, she loves all of these and I'm just so <laughs> proud of her. And my other niece and nephew, who know Nightmare Before Christmas is my favorite movie, but they, I, they, they keep asking to watch it. But I'm just, I'm just terrified that they're gonna hate it because they're just. Oh what? They're different than normal kids. Like not that that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying like they're just more mature that's and just normal. like. I just don't think that they would like. You never know the until weirdness. you do it. Right. Right. Yeah. Just no. do it. They might like the songs. And they're great, and I they just love like them the so much. They so might like Oogie I, Boogie. You know? I would just be heartbroken if they're like, Aunt Jesse, this movie is You know how many young people I talk I to like that are it. like, Back to the Teacher said. So, it's okay. Doesn't yeah. It doesn't change your, your thoughts on it. I know, but... But we do it too. I'm a little disappointed when you don't like something I love. So it's <laughs> it, vice versa. So, you know. And I get disappointed when you like something that I I hate. I'm like, just agree with me. Just kidding. Two years later, Sweeney 2007, Todd. we got Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Now, what's interesting about this one, yes, it is a full-blown musical, which the trailer for the movie doesn't really show. And I think that was a big part of people... Unless you were familiar with the the musical itself. Um, Didn't know, so they didn't like it because it kind of surprised them. Um, So Johnny Depp was in Cry Baby, and that was a musical, but he did not sing anything in Cry Baby. That was that that was uh, sang by somebody else. Really? Yep. That was not Johnny Depp's voice in Cry Baby. Lies. All sitting on a throne of lies. I'm not. Look it up. So no, I believe you. I'm telling them liars. <laughs> Johnny Depp sings for real in Sweeney Todd, so that is his voice. Actually, every actor in Sweeney Todd actually sings. Alan yeah. Rickman, Sasha Baron Cohen. So right, but they're not known for singing. So I think I a lot of the criticisms is because they're not great singers. <laughs> uh, I have to Sasha Baron Cohen actually was pretty good. I need and to give this movie another chance, I think. Like Sleepy Hollow, it's extremely bloody, which is what I liked. And yeah. that was on purpose by Tim Burton. He wanted it to be as bloody as possible because the stage play was... They kind of hold back on the bloodshed, but he wanted to really put it out there. So, And, of course, we get Johnny Depp again. Helena Bonham Carter again. They just... 
keep being in his movies. Uh, I need to watch this again. It's been a while, too. Um, and there are a couple of songs that I do enjoy from it, so I do want to yeah. give it another I chance. Mean, yeah, I do, too, honestly, because I think when I watched it, you know, when it first came out, and I don't think I've seen it since. Yeah, I saw so, it in theaters. And now that I'm, you know, that was... Yeah, you might have a different opinion on it. Years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. A different opinion. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't see another. Fifteen years ago, sorry. We we did get a a produced I Tim Burton film now. in between Sweeney Todd and this next one. Uh, his name's on it. He produced it with uh, director Timur Bek Beklembatov, uh, who was the director of Wanted. Oh, and which is amazing. I love that. Both movie of so them much. started to produce a few movies here and there. They they would, uh, but the movie they produced in between Sweeney Todd and this next Burton movie is Nine, the animated film which about the rag dolls, an and amazing it is really movie. good based on a short uh, by it the director. Very. Uh, the short is really and, good. Yeah. Uh, and they both love the short and decided to produce the the full length feature. Super cool movie. Shit, would um, you put on that? No. Oh, okay. Super cool movie. <laughs> I was wondering uh, why it was so hard to pull up. It's totally a movie that, you know, Tim Burton, Shane Acker, that's his name, the guy who created Nine and also directed it. Oh, okay. There has been talk since then that Shane Acker wanted to make another movie, not necessarily like a sequel, but another animated dark film, and he was going to call it Deep. Nothing much into it, and he wanted Burton and Timur to come back and produce it, but since then, and this was like 2010, but like nothing's been talked about, so who knows, maybe... Someday we'll get another one. Well, in 2010, we got Alice in Wonderland by Tim Burton uh, with Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. This came out um, on my birthday. I, uh, this was a, not a remake of the Alice in Wonderland Disney film, although this was produced by Disney, which was the first time Tim Burton directed it for Disney since getting fired from Disney. Since Frankenweenie? Because Nightmare Before Christmas was, you know, a touchstone. And then... Disney acquired the rights later. Disney but, touched on. Right. But mm-hmm. this is the first official Disney licensed uh, thing. Um, it is a sequel to the original because Alice has grown up and she's going back to Wonderland. Yeah. Burton liked the idea of making this more of a story than making it like the book or the, um, the, the, the Disney animated one, where, meaning that those two really didn't have much of a story with Alice. It was really just about a person that goes somewhere and just meet and events happen because she meets mm-hmm. kooky characters. This is one of my favorite books. I loved this book as a kid. Um, and I actually really liked this movie. I did too. I like that they gave Alice uh, more in her life. You looked at her life more. They gave mm-hmm. the Mad Hatter more of a character. Yeah. Um, the effects were really cool. At the time, I saw it in 3D. The 3D yeah. was awesome. I was a little weary about who they picked to be Alice, but I think she well, ended up doing a really great job. She beat out Amanda Seyfried, or Seyfried, I don't oh, know how to pronounce it. That would have been awesome. And Lindsay Lohan. Both Ew, auditioned for the part. Amanda so, Seyfried would have been great. Anne Hathaway was actually asked to be Alice first, but she turned it down because she felt it was too of a similar role to ones she previously played. Okay. So, but she still wanted to work with Burton. Which so I they, think she did great. Yeah, and so I, she, so she was grateful. the white queen. So. Yeah, that they, they cast her because she was a wonderful white queen. Yeah. Um, and um, I, didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the second one. 
Well, Burton only produced that one. Right, that yeah. went to, uh, I believe his name is James it's Bobbin, just... who did the uh, Muppet sequel, Muppet movie. The Mad Hatter backstory thing was just it's too weird. much. It was too much. <laughs> I think I need to watch it again. But the first Alice that he did in 2010, I, I did like. Like yeah. I said, the 3D was cool. Uh, I thought the characters all look cool, especially Tweedledee and Tweedledum. They were the same actor that played yeah. both of them, and I thought that was cool looking. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite actors, Crispin Glover, was in it. And I always wanted to see Crispin Glover in a Tim Burton movie. And he was in this one as the Knave of Hearts. Mm-hmm. And it was great because it was great. just his face in on a CGI body. And he would he would, in the behind the scenes, he's wearing full green suit with stilts yeah. to be tall. Yeah, so that's he why he great. walks like that. He was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was really good. And the, the, um, the Cheshire Cat was great. Alan Rickman... As the caterpillar was, was perfect. Helena, Helena is the red queen with her bobblehead. Like, oh my gosh, she was amazing. Like, I could not have picked a better red queen. Absolutely. She she did such a great job. Yeah. Um, she didn't need a backstory either in the second one, but whatever. Right. Time was great. Oh, uh, uh, Borat. Borat. Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> yeah. Second time with Burton after Sweeney Todd. Yeah, so, but... well, technically. Um, so in the movie, uh, the Mad Hatter asks Alice this a lot. Why is a raven like a writing desk? Interesting little trivia. Lewis Carroll created that question, but he created that question without an answer. (laughs) For the longest time, he never had an answer for it. And then years later, at the request of fans, he had a possible answer. It's because it can produce a few notes, though they are very flat, and is never put in the wrong end in front. Navar is Raven spelled backwards. <laughs> so there, there's a possible answer for that, if you wanted <laughs> to know. Sadly, this is Michael Goff's final film before his death in 2011. He was 94. He played the dodo bird. Michael Goff is famous for playing Alfred in all four 90s Batman oh, movies. Yeah. He was also in Sleepy Hollow, and he was he was great. Aww. Uh, so yeah, I need to rewatch Alice again. I think I have the 3D version. I don't think I do, but if I, I need to find it because I, I, I have. Oh, you know, have, no, we, I was yeah, thinking of Oz. Oz. Yeah, yeah. I got the Oz one, but the mm-hmm. completely different movie. But it's just similar looking. Similar uh, <laughs> whimsical taste, I guess. Right. Um, but no, super cool. I, I love the uh, battle scene at the end with all the chess chess pieces, knights, and uh, or the cards and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, uh-huh. they were all like metal and wearing armor. That was yeah, cool. there's a <laughs> which I know I've mentioned this before. There's a book series um, through the Looking Glass Wars, mm-hmm. which is uh, and it, it's amazing. Like Mad Hatter's an assassin in it, and like it gives Alice more depth. And oh my god, it's an ama- it's an amazing book series, and I recommend. So it. more mature. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's amazing. I think you would even enjoy this. Probably. Probably. That's great. Um, in 2012, we got an adaptation of a show from 1966, Dark Shadows. Um, oh, I've seen a couple episodes of the Dark Shadows show, and I did briefly mention it in our horror television episode last year. This is one I did not enjoy. I think this is another one where I have to watch it again. So. Right. I don't even think I'd like it the second time. I do time. own it. I have all of his movies. Um, Johnny Depp, again. Uh, but not Helena Bonham. Oh, no, she is in it. Just forgot. She's yeah. just not the main girl. It's uh, right. Eva Green is the main yeah. girl. But she's great, um, honestly. I love she's her. She's great in everything, to yeah. be honest. Even mm-hmm. that 300 sequel that nobody saw. And she, saw. you know, works with him again in Miss Peregrine's. Right. Um, 
So Dark Shadows is another one I need to revisit. I think what I didn't like about it at the time is it couldn't really pick a tone. It didn't... I. I felt like it didn't know what audience it was for. Yeah. Is it for the people who grew up with the show? Because the tone is completely different. This one's a little more comedic. Um, is it for, you know, it's PG-13, so is it for teenagers? Because they're, uh, Chloe Grace is in it, your favorite, um, as the, you know, rebellious teen daughter in it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it has some, it has some, I, I need to rewatch it again. Yeah, I can't even. I can't I even say it. But I. Too. I think I watched it one time and I was like. Mm. I like that it was in the seventies, so I enjoyed the seventies music. The seventies. Right, seventies um, music is always amazing. Um, costumes and cars and and the the setting and everything. Alice Cooper's in it <laughs> as himself, and the whole time Barnabas believes he's a woman because his name is Alice. So that part was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, I think I just need to. Just need to revisit it. But we get Michelle Pfeiffer. Haven't seen her since Batman Returns. Johnny Lee Miller is in it from Hackers. Oh, she's in Hairspray. With <laughs> well, I'm saying for Burton. Oh, she came back okay. for Burton. Actually, Johnny Depp and Michelle Pfeiffer both signed on immediately that when Burton was talking about doing a Dark Shadows adaptation because both of those actors lo- grew up and loved that show and oh, that okay. movie. See, I so, never saw the show. The show's I didn't like a know. soap opera. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. Should look it up. Yeah. Um, you could probably watch that probably on YouTube or something. Probably, but, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, like I said, I need to revisit it. Um, also in 2012, we got the feature-length remake of Burton's uh, second short film, and that's Frankenweenie, which is uh, computer animated, which I admitted earlier today that I've never seen. Uh, I was <laughs> I, like, what? I know. I've owned it since it came out. I've seen the original Frank and Weenie, and I have claimed this whole episode to have seen every Tim Burton movie, but I have not seen this one. I, I do want to see it. I just, for some reason, forgot about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's actually pretty great. I mean, you know, it's different, of mm-hmm. course, but, you know, that's typical with Tim Burton and the, the creepy girl next door, and I just... I love it. <laughs> and it's by Disney. <laughs> and which it's is all black and white. Right. It's hilarious that it's by Disney because if you remember earlier in the episode, Disney fired him for making the first Frankenweenie. And, and here we are decades later, Disney produces the remake. Now, granted, it is animated, yeah. but still, it's the same story. <laughs> My niece was three when this came out and she was like, when's the color going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's a... <laughs> And I was like, it's not sweet. Just hard watch to get, it. And then she ended up like, okay, when she was little, she was like obsessed with Princess and the Frog. Uh-huh. Okay, that's all she wanted to watch on fucking repeat. <laughs> I can't stand that. I can I've, actually just never seen was <laughs> able to start watching that again because then my newest littlest niece is was into that for a while, but. Um, back, but and then Frank and Weenie came out, and then she kind of moved on to Frank and Weenie for a little bit, and then it was back to Princess and the Frog. But it was Frank and Weenie for a hot second. Never seen that one, so. But I, I guess I'm gonna add Frank and Weenie to my list of movies to watch because I have not seen it, but yeah. I've owned it since it came out. For shame! Um, I know, I know, but you know. And you've seen Big Eyes. Yeah, so that's our next one in 2014, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the date. I'd have to look it up, but good old Burton and Timur Bekmambetov uh, produced another movie around this time, and that was Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
It's a great movie. I, I like that. The 3D was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, it's ridiculous. It's Abraham Lincoln fighting vampires. Of course it's going to be kind of <laughs> stupid, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to read the book because it's based on the book. Same author as uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. So, which makes sense. <laughs> um, anyway, 2014, we get uh, Burton's uh, second movie to be based on a real person, and that is Big Eyes in 2014. Uh, it's based on the true story of Walter Keene and his wife, Margaret. And Walter Keene is the man who took all the credit for Margaret's famous artwork, and that's of the little girls with big Big, eyes. huge eyes, yeah. Yep. So... This movie was actually pretty good. I mean, it's a little slow, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty good. It's it's fascinating, too, mm-hmm. to learn. Uh, like, I never knew who this these people Amy were. Adams Amy Adams and yeah. Christoph Waltz, mm-hmm. who I always like in everything. Yeah. Uh, and Amy Adams is pretty good in everything, too. Oh, yeah, so, I love her. them two together, good times. And it's uh, an interesting project for Tim Burton to put his name on. Uh, but he directed it very well. But I've also only seen this once, and I think I need to revisit it again. Um, I've always known and seen those paintings. I've seen those before. Yeah. But I never knew anything about the people behind them. Oh, see, them. I so, I, did, I didn't know anything about it until I saw this. Right, same. I'm just and saying just I've seen those paintings. Tim and I was like, oh, I'll watch this. Yeah. I'd like, I, but me too, but I was saying I've seen those paintings before. Yeah. I've seen magazines or something. Okay, you know, yeah, and I I'm like, okay, I've seen those before. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. But it was... Interesting to see, like like I said, Christoph Waltz and, and Amy Adams, and they did a really good job. But if you didn't know it was a Tim Burton movie, you wouldn't think it was. Right, exactly. Watching it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two years later, in 2016, we got Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. This is one I've been wanting to rewatch, too. Same. I've, I've only, seen, only it once. seen it once. Yes. And it's like X-Men for kids. I didn't think it was terrible. <laughs> it was just a little underwhelming in certain parts. Like, the characters, I felt like... They could have done a little maybe, more, but I think, again, I need I just need to rewatch that it. That or maybe read the book. It is based on a book of the same name that oh, came okay. out in 2011. Yeah, I should read that. But what I saw from the movie, it was like a X-Men for little kids. Yeah. Well, it, even though X-Men is a comic and it's for kids, too. But it's just because <laughs> it's a school of, of right, gifted yeah, yeah, yeah. children that have superpowers. Yeah, peculiar children. Peculiar children with Eva Green, mm-hmm. uh, and she's great in it. Um uh, Asa Butterfield, I believe, is the lead kid mm-hmm. in it. Or a- a- Asa. Asa. Mm-hmm. I never know how to pronounce some of these kids' names. Asa. All these kids have crazy names. Yeah, which he's in that uh, sex education show that I like. She is? No, he is. Oh, he is. Okay. He's the main guy. Otis. That's crazy. Called Milo, he's a guy but... now. It's just... I'll always remember him in Ender's Game. Oh, that was terrible. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> that movie was fucking terrible. We'll talk about that one on our book adaptations episode because my oh, buddy gosh. that wants never... to be on the episode wants to talk about that. I one. never read the book. But... <laughs> he likes the book, so he's got a lot to say about the mm-hmm. movie. And that uh, brings us to our last Bur- movie that Tim Burton is, has directed in his filmography. Now, I've heard recently he's executive producing The Wednesday Show, which is the spinoff of Ooh, Adam's awesome. Family hey, with yeah. Christina Ricci. Not sure when that's coming or how far along they are in filming that, but that's what he's been doing. As long as it's not Chloe Grace. No, it's Christina Ricci right, from but, the movies. Yeah, I know. I'm so. just but she was just a voice, right? Wasn't she the voice in the cartoon? It's a terrible I still Wednesday seen voice. It. Terrible Wednesday voice. The second one looks even freaking worse than the first one, so. Right. Well, 
So Tim Burton's last movie here, um, it's it's a divisive one. Uh, around this time, Disney Studios was having. I mean, it's still going on. They're just not releasing them as often as they did. But Disney was taking a lot of their old classic cartoons and remaking them as live action. They I did it with Lion King. They did it. Really with, loved this movie, actually. Me too. Like, I really I enjoyed loved it. it. But uh, so they did Lion King, Aladdin. They did Lady and the Tramp. They did Mulan We're not and a few other about things. Mulan. But I'm just that saying. Doesn't exist. To I'm me. just saying that they had this trend. That movie sucks. And then this one came out, and a lot of people I talked to, present company excluded, Lion King kind of sucked too, honestly. See, the only one I saw was a lot. It's exactly like the first one. It's like no freaking difference. I'm going to bring that up as an argument. And they don't even have my favorite line, which is like, they call me Mr. Pig. They don't say that. And I'm very upset about it. I know I banged on the table one time. (laughs) Okay, Uh, anyway, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's okay. Um, I never saw that. But because you said. It's like, it's exactly the same. So I'm going to use that as an argument against the people who did not like this movie. So the one we're talking about, this is Dumbo. came out in 2019. Mm -hmm. I grew up with the original cartoon, which was like an hour long. I loved it as a kid, so it always stuck with me. It's not everybody. It was not my favorite. It's not everybody's favorite. Yeah, no. But I relate it because, it's still to this day, but I got made fun of horrendously as a child because of my big ears. And they would call me Dumbo. So, oh, have you seen my childhood picture in the foyer over there? You got some Dumbo ears? Oh my gosh, you should look at it. When but I really did get bullied a I lot grew in as a kid. <laughs> I mean, you look at me and, you're, and the stranger looks at me like, yeah, that kid got bullied a lot. It's okay. Aww. I did. But We're I did lying. have some big ears and I still kind of do. And I can move them. So I was totally so Dumbo. I. Um, so that movie, I related to it. And it just stuck with me. So, But I loved the movie. It always made me cry. It still kind of does to this day. Because, I mean, any movie or a babies taken away from a mom like it's just that's heartbreaking oh yeah um and the circus stuff and it was just a it was a good story to me so when i heard that tim burton was doing the remake of it i was like great because tim burton loves dumbo so that's perfect and so a lot of people i talked to didn't like this movie because it wasn't really like the old cartoon which is understandable because even though the old cartoon is classic it had a lot of racial undertones, like with the crows and things yeah. like that. Um, different time back then. Drunk mouth. Yeah, the drunk, uh, yeah. So it had some things in it, but um, mm-hmm. I liked that he changed it. The same yeah. thing that he did with he Alice did in Wonderland. He did his own twist on it. did his own twist. It still kept some of the familiarities yeah. of the old cartoon. We still got the great song, Baby Mine, in a very depressing beautiful scene with his mom Dumbo looked great he looked good Um, had a great cast we got Colin Farrell Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito reunite Batman Returns Batman and Penguin are in this movie (laughs) Tim Burton specifically wanted Danny DeVito because it's the third time he's playing somebody that works for a circus so it was Penguin and then it was Big Fish and now this which completes the circus trilogy and Ava Green right or Eva Green Eva Green and uh, um, a few other people as well Alan Arkin I was, I was actually blown away. I, I thought this movie was so cool. I saw mm-hmm. it in theaters. I saw I it in 3D. Too. The 3D was great. It was very heartwarming. Now I understand people's hatred for it. So some people hated it because it wasn't like the old movie. But they love. But you know, they wanted it to be exactly the same. So you look at Lion King. 
and you didn't like it because it's exactly the yeah, same as the old for one. Shot so for it's shot. interesting what Just people CG want with their live action. That's it. I mean, obviously the lines are different, you know, whatever, but... But I thought Dumbo was the perfect one to remake because that movie was so short. It should be extended. We should have some more character. Yeah. And some more building. You know, it's... Yeah. I thought it was great. I did. I need to revisit this one again. I haven't seen it since it came out in 2019. Oh, I saw it, I think, one more time after But I, I definitely need to watch it again. I do really like it. Um, no, I did too. I, I thought it was really well done. And believe it or not, the entire movie was filmed on a soundstage. Even all the outside scenes of the tents and the buildings, all on a soundstage. Hmm. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, some parts you can definitely tell. It's CG. But it's Well, I was like Lion King. It's Every a whimsical, single it's thing a in that movie. movie is CG. And I love the world. Like, like I've said of all of Tim Burton's movies, he's, his uh, eye for... The art direction and the, the the scenery and the colors. He's just so good at that. Yeah. He has a great vision for that stuff. And it's just always cool to look at the background. It's like Guillermo del Toro. Both those guys, I, could, I love looking in the background of all their shots. It's just so great. Funny little trivia of Dumbo, before we stop talking about Dumbo, is apparently on set there was a swear jar. Because the, the movie does have kids in it. And any time somebody would swear, uh, they'd put money into it. I'm not sure how much money, but they would put money into it. So at the end of the shoot, they would take all that money and donate it to charity. And <laughs> rumor has it, Colin Farrell is the one who filled it up the most. <laughs> not that doesn't surprising. surprise me, no. <laughs> all right, well, I uh, hope we see Tim Burton make some more movies. Um, I know he's producing a lot of things yeah, here I'm and there, but for him. I'm always, you know, it doesn't have to be a sequel to something. There was talks for a while of a Beetlejuice sequel, and Winona Ryder and Michael Keaton were attached, and Tim Burton. It was called Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian, but that never happened, so I'm kind of glad that. for that. But, you know, you never know these days with all these movies like Ghostbusters Afterlife and, and um, Halloween and Candyman, it would not be surprising if they made a follow-up to Beetlejuice all these years later or a follow-up to something else. I would else. be all for that. But, you know, Tim Burton, like he says, he doesn't like to do sequels to his own movies. Like, I'm so excited about Hocus Pocus 2. I really am. Forgot to mention that on the last episode I know. of Anticipated Movies because I, I thought I about it because it's going to Disney Plus. Well, so and I, you asked me on the spot, and I was just like, but then I thought about it, and I was like, there's actually so much I'm looking forward to, but yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. So I hope everybody got a, uh, had a good listen to the episode based on Tim Burton. So like I said, this was a experiment. I do want to do future episodes, other than the Nicolas Cage episode, yeah. of taking a director, a writer, or an actor or actress and just dedicating a whole episode to them. Yeah. This was a little long because he did have a large filmography. So not as long as some people, honestly. Well, with Nick Cage, it'll be a two-part episode. Oh my so gosh. <laughs> we're not like I said, we're not going through all of his movies; but, just a few select each decade. And, so. and Tim Burton definitely isn't for everyone. So. No, he has a style. Some people don't even like Danny Elfman, his music. Oh, so that's it's a just shame. That's a damn shame. I I get it. You know. Wait, shh, shh, don't say that. You don't get it. I don't get it. Danny Elfman, I don't think, is my number one favorite composer. I think I like Alan Silvestri a little bit more, and Danny Elfman's number two. I don't know who that is. Alan Silvestri did Back to the Future. And oh, he of did course. That's why. Ready Player One. And he did The Your Avengers. He, he created The Avengers theme. 
but and I'm music biased for, because you did stuff. Nightmare for Christmas and the So I'm biased stuff. too. I know, so I said that <laughs> I am too. And so. I also like John Carpenter a lot, so because he does yeah. the music for his own movies, so I very much appreciate that. Um, We're fighting now. <laughs> anyways, um, moviegoers out there, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, one last special shout out to Duff Beer. Um, don't believe the allegations of the things that have appeared inside uh, the machines that make the beer, like rats and parts of Hitler's head and things like <laughs> that. Uh, it's not true. <laughs> Duff is going strong. All different varieties out there, more than the ones that she mentioned, so there's something for everybody with Duff. Duff is the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this ends the episode, and until next time, see you at the movies. Bye.